Welcome to Kyla's Q&A. I'm Justin Myrick, and recently my son Drake said I need new intro music. So let's do this. Hey Dad, how about some college questions? Let's hear them. Let's hear them. All right, we are rolling with our latest episode. And the question, how do I study the Bible? It's a very important question because no matter what we're facing in life, clearly right now we have a lot of conflict. There's a lot of things we're working through in our nations and turmoil. And there's so many things we're dealing with. And it's all good things that we need to deal with from justice to uh, how to deal with COVID-19 and all these things. The key to all of it is we want to do so connected to God and connected to His Word. If we try to face these things in life disconnected from Him and His Word, we'll probably find ourselves in unwise situations responding in an ungodly way. And so the question, how do I study the Bible? Really what we're talking about is how do I stay connected to the Word? How do I stay connected and to, to God and, and handle everything I have to face in life properly? Because we know the Bible handles the, a wide variety of topics in the Bible. There are some things it does not specifically address. However, we know that it contains the wisdom to help us know how to face anything and deal with everything we have to deal with in life. And so I'm excited uh, to tackle this question. I'm also excited about our guests we have today with us. So this man is someone who I have a tremendous amount of love and respect for. He's someone that I have the privilege to work alongside with as we uh, team up in college ministry, and we also get to do jiu-jitsu together, and that's a lot of fun, uh, but just love this guy so much. Um, so thankful that God brought he and his wife back here to Russellville, so let's welcome my good friend, Brad Hatfield. Brad, thanks for joining today. You're welcome, man. I'm happy to be here. Well, thanks so much, man. I uh, So the topic today, you know, how do I study the Bible? That's You could probably tackle that a a lot of different angles, but what what first comes to your mind when you hear that question? Like, how do I study the Bible? Like, ground zero, you know, maybe even new Christian, you know, how, like there's someone just comes to Christ, right. or or they're or they're just growing. Like right, they've known Jesus for a while, but maybe if they're like me, my story was I came to Christ and didn't really get connected to a local church for two years. Right, and so maybe they're maybe they showed up to college or they're listening to this podcast and they've. They've been exposed to things, but they really want to do individual studying of the Bible. They don't know where to start. Like, what comes to mind? So I think the first thing that comes to mind is this, is like a educational term, like the meta-narrative of Scripture. Okay. And so, like, when I think about, like, how do I study the Bible, I need to look at it and understand what it is to begin with. So Mm. that the Bible tells one singular story of a God who creates all things and ends his creation. You know, we read about that in Genesis with man and woman, and he he gives them this specific task, like, Mm -hmm. you know, work the ground, name the animals, live life, and have this relationship with me. But the only thing that you can't do is eat from this one tree. And so... The meta-narrative of Scripture is Adam and Eve decide they don't want to follow God's what God's told them to do, so they eat of this tree, and then they're separated because of this sin that they have, this thing that they've done wrong. And moving forward out of that, God punishing that mm. justly and rightly because he is God, 
and he is perfect and he demands perfection. And then once we have this separation, God having a plan to bring people back to himself. And so understanding that's the entirety of Scripture is God creates all things, Mm. man sins and is separated, and then from that point forward, God working out this plan of, I'm going to bring you back to me. Mm. And we see the pinnacle of that when Jesus comes. All things in the Old Testament lead towards this. They're going to this one moment in time. And Jesus comes, he lives his life, he dies after living a perfect life for the sins of everyone, and then is raised from the dead. And this is that's the pinnacle. And what we see after that is people that follow Jesus sharing this story, this we call it the gospel, this mm-hmm. good news mm-hmm. about how God has reconciled people to himself. And so I think beginning with that is the most important thing. So we have this one huge story, but then in the midst of it, we have thousands of little stories, and some bigger than the others, but all of them pointing towards God's love for people and him bringing people back to himself because he knew we were never going to be good enough to do that on our own. Now, I may have learned a new word just now. Did you say meta-narrative? Meta-narrative. And then that, the one story. The one story. There you go. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so, I like it. And I like that foundation. I think, man, that is really, it's really important because it makes me think of all the times in the New Testament when, you know, Paul's writing to some of these believers, these churches, and he warns them about false teachers. Mm-hmm. That is a common theme. You know, we know when there's repetition and themes in the scriptures, it's worth paying attention to. And how many times, watch out for false teachers and these people, and they're, you know, so do you feel like that plays into some of that, you know, that, that if people don't start with that foundation, you can kind of come to the Bible with all your preconceived ideas. You kind of make it say what you want. You're not starting with the big picture. Right. I think that's certainly foundational, right? If we don't have that relationship with Jesus, man, how can we ever hope to interpret it rightly? Right. Context is everything. Yeah. And and understanding the context of the individual stories inside the greater story, without mm. that, we can learn things that are true and biblical and right. Mm-hmm. If we, but we miss out on so much. Mm. And so... I, it doesn't matter if you're reading Isaiah or Colossians. Mm. They're still part of this one story. I had a professor once that he said, read the Bible as a book which points to Jesus, because it actually is. Right, <laughs> I, thought, I yes. thought that was really good. It's simple, but I lo- that's kind of what, to your point, that's the foundation of, don't read this book without that foundation. This is a book that points to Jesus. Right. And we have to come with that. And I think... Uh, kind of an error that we can have sometimes is that we want every single little story to be about Jesus. Mm. And in a way it is, Mm. but it's also like there are individual stories that are, Mm. they're just about people learning about who God is or, you know, I think that Jesus, it's, he's the end game of, of all of Mm. it. But there are going to be stories that don't talk about Jesus. Sometimes mm-hmm. a bush is just a bush. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We can we can try to over spiritualize everything. Oh, this means this. Or this. Actually, it just means that. It's right. Good. You're right. Yeah. Okay. So we see in in Second Timothy two fifteen 
when the scriptures say, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Mm-hmm. So to me, the implication of that that verse in Second Timothy is that it's possible to not handle God's word correctly. What do you feel like are some things that can lead to that? Even, even, not even from a. I mean, I, I'm I'm thinking of you know our college students and just people who are wanting to jump into God's word. What are some contributing factors that where we can get caught in in interpreting it wrong and incorrectly? Um, I think the first one that I really think of is not understanding like who the audience was and what the why these things were written to these people. So like Paul, time and time again, writes a letter for a specific purpose. Mm -hmm. So he's going to encourage a group of people. He's going to correct some things that are going wrong or some things that he's heard about. Um, Or he's just trying to help people understand, like Romans, he's trying Mm -hmm. to help people understand, all right, this is the family of God. This is is how you get into the Mm -hmm. family. And then I think it's... Chapter 11, he changes, and it, and then he says, this is how you live now that you are in the family. Mm-hmm. And so there's a purpose in everything. So just remembering that Paul didn't write that. Paul didn't write Romans to me. He didn't write Romans to Arkansas Tech Campus. Mm. He wrote Romans to the believers in Rome, to the people in Rome, and, but understanding at the same time all the, the principles in there that apply to us today. So we have to cross that bridge of context. Yep. And I, th- I think of Journey into God's Word. Like mm-hmm. I think that's a great wor- um, book. So if people wanted to understand more about how do I interpret Scripture for me today, because it does mm-hmm. apply to us today. Mm-hmm. It's not dead. Mm-hmm. Journey into God's Word and then How to Read the Bible for All It's Worth mm-hmm. are two books that are easy to read, mm-hmm. and they're going to help you understand how do I take these things that were written thousands of years ago, mm-hmm. and how do they apply to my life today? And I heard you say some things that prompted my thought of learning to ask questions of the Scriptures, like, who wrote this? Who were they writing to? Why were they writing? You know, what was the tone of their writing? I often, uh, when we studied Galatians uh, I guess it was last year with Hello Church. I had never, I mean, I'd caught the tone, in some, but never before just stood out to me as much as it did then. You know, that's where he's like, you foolish Galatians. And mm-hmm. if I were with you, I'd change my tone. And it's it's a very abrasive tone. Yeah. Right? And then you go to like Philippians, and it's like the exact opposite. It's just this overwhelming, loving kind and of tone. thankfulness. Thankfulness, yes. yeah. Like, man, all these churches, like you were the ones that did this. It's it's incredible. So I think learning to ask questions of the Scriptures helps us do that, right? Like, mm-hmm. I've got to understand, you're so right, man. You've got to understand, okay, I can't just jump to, how does this apply to me right now in my life? Right. We've got to understand it in their context, which means we got to slow down enough to ask the question, what was going on with these people? What were they dealing with? Why? Why was he writing? And man, there seems he seems to say this a whole lot. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, hmm, they, they must have been dealing with that. Okay, now that I've understood their world, then it helps us, like you said, to cross that bridge. We can do that a lot easier mm-hmm. if we can understand that. Well, man, tell me just um, some things for you that you do just in your personal time. You know, and there's probably two angles to look at this from. Um, obviously, we want to. You can incorrectly interpret scripture, but you mm-hmm. also can do it correctly. Right. And then when it comes to studying God's word, you have like 
for you and I's world, we might look at that and be like, how do I study to teach? Like we're going to teach it, whether it be a, a life group or, you know, a sermon. Um, but then you have just study it just for our personal just study, mm-hmm. you know? So what, man, what are some things you do in either of those that, that you have found helpful just for you, that you do, that you enjoy, mm-hmm. that keeps you like, you know, grounded and, mm-hmm. and on key? And, you know, are there just some practical things that you like to do? Yeah, so... I guess for my personal study, my personal walk with Christ, so I have been reading like a devotional type book for the last four or five years. Mm. So I've I've switched it up a couple times, but my favorite has been New Morning Mercies by Mm. Paul David Tripp. So Keely and I actually read that. We try to read it every day together. And then it has a little Bible passage attached. Is it like one a day? Yeah, it's just like a page a day. And it's... It's really practical stuff, mm. just remembering that God loves us. And it's just a, it's a reminder of the gospel every mm. single day. Because yeah. I need to remember that the gospel is just important for me today mm. as it was on the day That's that right. I got saved. Because if I forget the gospel, then I've forgotten the most important thing. Mm. And so I, I do that. And then I like to read, um, I like to read straight through the Bible. So nice. I've attempted that a lot of times, and I've never gotten all the way through in a year. I wish I had, but I've got I've made it through several times just yeah. over the years. And so, do you do chronological, or do you just do straight Genesis to so Revelation? So I've done Genesis to Revelation, and then I've done chronological. Okay. And which one do you like better? I'm just curious. Uh, you don't know? I don't know. Yeah. I they're just yeah. they're pretty similar for a yes. lot of. I probably like the chronological one better. Yeah. I really like seeing how like when when we read stories about David and then reading the psalm that people that scholars say is associated with that story. Mm-hmm. So when um when David when he has a that child die mm-hmm. and then he has a psalm of lament mm-hmm. and you really you so see you it, see it you see it and then you connect with his heart mm-hmm. for it. And so that that's fun. I like that. That's good. Yeah. That's neat. One thing I've been doing that I really like is Whatever passage it is, I try to. Um, it sounds so simple, man, but but you know, reading and praying the scriptures is so fun. For, like, and I'm talking about like, let's say you've, I don't know, you know, wherever, whatever book you're in, mm-hmm. you take like the first half of this chapter, and let's say for that week you're just going to think and meditate on it, and right. so just read it and then read it more. And then read it more, and then, and we just read it. Like honestly, like if every day you read the same passage just for a week, and then you pray it, what happens? I found is as the week goes on, you've got more scripture in your mind. The same scripture you're help, you're starting to meditate on it because it's starting to seep into your brain. Mm-hmm. And then you're praying, you're asking God for wisdom and a sermon on on what you know. What are some observations? And then you start making observations outside of your reading. Right, that, that's been really fun for me. Is like you're out cutting firewood or working out at the gym or whatever. And all of a sudden, you start making connections. You're like, oh, wow. But I feel like that's a reward that comes from a whole lot of repetition of reading. Right. That's been something fun that I've done, uh, that I've enjoyed. Um, and so that's neat. So I, I mean, that's kind of what I, I think is fun for us just to kick out ideas for our listeners. So they can, you know, because everybody takes in God's words differently. And uh, and so I just, there's lots of things we can do. So what, what other things do you like? One thing that I, my dad actually started doing and he told me about is he started listening to the Bible mm. and reading along with it. So just like another way to take it in. Oh, but what yeah. it does, 
practically is it helps keep me on tracks. Dude, I could I could be reading my Bible and be just really enjoying it and feeling like I am in spirit and I I'm good and a squirrel will run by and I am gone. I'm gone. And so <laughs> having awesome. the headphones in and then listening to it while I'm reading along with it it's, has been really cool for me. It's funny you say that cuz I've gotten to where I really like the voice of the NIV of the Bible app. The NIV is just like this old I don't know, it's just a it feels like granddad reading to you. Mm-hmm. And so like if I wake up early in the morning and the kids aren't up yet, sometimes I'll lay down and uh and I'll hit play and just listen. But you're right, what I'll do is I'll end up falling back asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so if I combine reading, I might stay more into it. But uh I doze off after So my dad listens to the Daily Audio Bible, it's just a podcast, and I really like his voice. And he a lot of times he has like like noise in the background, That's like fun. nature and stuff. That's really But then fun. he switches um, versions of the Bible every week, which I've, mm. I've really started to like that, yeah. too. That yeah. gives me a different perspective on things. I, um, Man, I feel like one thing that's good to just have this discussion is it's a reminding and it's refreshing and encouraging that the Bible really is, I mean, you know, um, is it uh, Hebrews 4.12, for the Word of God? Is that Hebrews 4.12? Yeah, I think so, yeah, yeah. For the Word of God is living and active. Yeah. You know, sharp and the double-edged sword. Um, it's... It's so refreshing when it's this great tension in in the, in the world, in our world, as long as we're on this side of eternity, where it's like, when we get in the Word, it's amazing, and it's full of, like you were saying earlier, incredible stories that all are a part of this bigger story, and yet all those stories are just absolutely fascinating, mm-hmm. and yet the pull is so easily, can we can let days and weeks go by where we're struggling to get in the mm-hmm. Word, you know, and I think that it's so fun to have this discussion because the point is that we are studying, which when I hear study, I'm, I think point one is you got to take it in, right? Like we got to right. get it in multiple ways and we've got to get it in consistently. Um, man, are there other things that comes to mind um, just for studying the Bible? Anything else just that you love to do or that's helped you just as you've lived life? And Yeah, so... One thing that I really like to do is I really like to read about what other people have said about this. Mm. So you got to make sure that you're reading the right thing, though. You don't want to yes. take something in. There are a lot of people in the world that misinterpret Scripture and historically have misinterpreted Scripture. And so I I think reading good things, you know, it, I think about it like uh, I get to sit down with some of the best and the brightest mm. in the world and talk, have a conversation with them mm-hmm. about what this passage means. And so, and I'm never going to be able to sit down with a lot of those guys, either because they've passed away or just because I don't have access to them. Mm-hmm. But I think I like, I really like no. to do that. I think that's awesome. So, uh, a student and I, this past semester, were studying Hebrews and we read uh, John MacArthur's Hebrews commentary. He has a. He, I think he has a commentary on every book of the Bible, mm. but it was fantastic, and mm. I I really encouraged him to do his entire Bible study, start to finish, and then mm. read what MacArthur yep. has Why to say about it. Why would you do that? Just out of curiosity. Well, it would be. It's it's similar to this. So. We could sit down and have a feast together, mm-hmm. right? And we could enjoy that. And mm-hmm. really, we could 
we could taste it and we could we could feel it in our mouths, or we could take food that someone else has already chewed and enjoyed and then take mm-hmm. that. Yeah, so no, it's the, it's these two opposing ideas. Do, do I want the fullness of the steak mm. or whatever? Yeah. Or do I want to chew someone else's already chewed food? And what's fun is when you do it that way, I think you're right. I think it's important to hear is that you never want to just jump straight to, oh, what does this guy say? But if we do our personal study, one, one thing I love about those resources we have available is it, it's kind of a check and balance. Yeah. It's like, man, am I on target here? It's kind of fun to... You do your personal study. You're reading. You're praying. You're, and by the way, there's incredible resources. I was sitting with a student a couple weeks ago, and I don't know what the I think it was. Uh, forget the website, but you can literally. I googled uh, Greek word for give. They gave the word and the verse. Was it and, Blue Letter Bible? Uh, maybe I'm There's not sure. One. Yeah, but either way, it's like you've got a lot of websites that yeah. now give you Greek Hebrew. I mean, they will break down. And it's awesome. I mean, it'll actually give you the verse, and then you can click on any individual word you want and see the original meaning, which is really fun. Right. So, you know, there's fun resources like that. But I think it's fun to do your personal study, though, and then have those checks and balances to see, like... And then if you if it's off, then you get to go to, like, your brother in Christ, sister in Christ. Hey, this is what... What do you think about this passage? Mm-hmm. What do, how do you... You know, yeah. that's fun, too. I, th- I, I think... Yes. I, I would was... say that's... Would you agree and, and how... We've got to have checks and balances. If, if we know that it's easy to incorrectly interpret Scripture and to get off track, right. then, man, we need to have some balances to make sure we're staying on the right path, which means re- the resources you're mentioning to question each other. Hey, man, what do you think about this? And, and be willing to accept that you might have been wrong on this. Right, right? and so I was just thinking, I there's a guy in my life that... I loved if I'm reading something, man, I'm talking to him about it, and mm. we're bouncing ideas off each other. And a lot of times, I would say most of the time, we don't have answers for all the questions that we're asking. Mm. But to have somebody in my life to say, "Hey, I read this, and this is kind of what I'm thinking about it," or even mm. if this is just how to, how I'm seeing it play out in the world today, what do you think about mm. that? Having somebody that I trust like that, and he's not, and he's not like a pastor. Yeah. He's just a guy yeah. that I know from our church and I yeah. love talking to him. So let me ask you this. Is it okay when it comes to, you have a question about the Bible, which is good. But if you're going to read the Bible, if you're going to start taking in God's word, whether it's memorizing here and study and you know what, then, then you're going to have a question. Is it okay? Say, I don't know. I don't know the answer to this question. Without a doubt, I would okay. yes. Okay. Good. In fact, I would say you're going to have lots of questions okay. that you will never have the answer to. I ask that because just my observation has been that some people get in error when they feel like they have to have an answer. Look, so much of the Bible is clear. Like to your point, yes. the big picture. There's no that you to, to it is intellectual dishonesty to not admit that the Bible is one story all pointing to Jesus. Right. You, I mean, Jesus himself claimed, uh, John, oh, I forget the verse, but he's like, remember, he's walking on the road with the two disciples, and before he reveals that it's him, this mm-hmm. is after the resurrection, right. he says, this is what I told you while I was still with you, that everything that was written about me must be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And the, everything that was written about me in the prophets, the Psalms, and uh, what did he say? It was three things. But essentially, he was saying everything in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. everything that was written about me must be f- fulfilled. And so Jesus himself proclaimed it. So to, it, obviously, there are things that are crystal clear. 
there are other things that are mysterious. And I've seen some people make mistakes and those mysterious things, they feel like they have to land somewhere. And, you know, I just, I don't see that. I mean, Paul himself in, in 1 Corinthians 13, the, the love chapter, mm-hmm. right? At the end, remember what he says? He's like, um, now I know in part, then, speaking of the day he dies and goes with Jesus, then I shall know fully. Yes. And I, I just think it's healthy for us to admit that it's okay now, now, it doesn't mean it's a cop-out and you say, well, I don't know. I mean, we still need to pursue. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's okay if some of these things, we go, I don't know. Right. I mean, I, it's refreshing to me. I don't know if you've caught, I've caught Greg at times from the pulpit being like, you know, th- honestly, this is kind of where I stand. You, you, as a, you, I want encourage you to figure out where you stand on it. Uh, but I don't know. This is kind of what I think about it. I it, love that. Yes. I love that. It's so humbling to know that my pastor approaches Scripture like that. And then to also know that I get to spend the entirety of eternity understanding more and more of God's glory. Mm. Like, that's right. That's exciting. That's right. Then yeah. Then I shall know fully. Yes. Yep. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, do you have any other closing thoughts, man, just as far we could talk about this more? We probably need to have a part two. This is a great conversation, and I think it's one that we need to spur each other on in, studying God's Word, taking in God's Word. Uh, but any other things, thoughts you, you had that you wanted to be sure to share today? Man, the only other thing that I wish we could have talked about, and this may be part two, okay. is like, what do we do with the with the things that happen in the world today? So like, I know a family... Mm. Um, that they just had a really close friend pass away. Mm. And, and and how does the Bible speak to yes. that today? Yep. Or like, what do I do with injustice in mm. the world today? Mm. Because it is very obvious. Yes. Now, as much as ever, there are other times in, in history mm-hmm. when I say we, we can look and we can mm-hmm. see injustice. But for us today, I think for my life, this is the first time I've seen it firsthand. Mm. Uh, and I've been more and more aware of it. Like, how mm. does the Bible speak yeah. to that today? I think those are really important questions that I'd love to to talk about. That's good. Okay. No, let's do it, man. I like it. And I think, you know, there's no doubt that when we are seeking to do what Second Timothy 2.15 said, which is, you know, do your best to present yourself to God with that, to our point, is... Even though there's parts that'll be mysterious, we do our best to rightly divide it, to, to be a worker approved by God who rightly divides. And I do think that as we do that, God's Holy Spirit gives us discernment on how to handle these situations and how we can bring light into the situations where we have opportunity to bring light to. Right. But if we're if we're not, if we're staying disconnected from God and his word. I just don't think we're going to be equipped to see any opportunity for anything to do about anything. Right. I feel like it's 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 a key ingredient missing in most of our lives, if right. we're honest. My flesh, above all, is deceiving. Yeah. And if I'm separated from God and not in His Word and not in prayer, my flesh will have a foothold in my life. And all the wisdom I think I might have will be um, from my flesh and... And that can't be, it can't be the best. That's right. And yep. so that's kind of where I, I land on that. That's good. Well, man, I appreciate you so much today. And I just want to encourage us all. I think something practical that you can do is to get in the Word and be creative with how you're going to get in the Word and make sure you do have checks and balances. You know, it starts with just massive exposure to the Word, listening, hearing, reading. 
praying through the scripture, asking God for wisdom and discernment. According to the scriptures, you have everything you need. Uh, We have been given everything we need for life and godliness, which includes interpreting the Bible correctly. And so um, hopefully there were some things in here that you heard that you can put into practice in your personal life from asking questions about who wrote it and what's the purpose to finding Jesus in these stories and looking, whether it's the Old Testament, looking towards him or the New Testament, looking at his current life or back at him uh, after his resurrection. So lots of things that that, uh, this discussion has been helpful for me personally. Uh, I love this. So, Brett, I want to say thank you, man, for for just coming on and just encouraging us with how you study God's Word, how you stay in balance. I really appreciate you coming on today. Thanks for having me. Well, until next time, I want to encourage you to subscribe if you haven't already, because we've got more episodes lined up, and we are encouraged to get those out to you. Yes, we want to went on about a three-week hiatus, uh, but the creativity is flowing again, so I'm excited to get some more discussions going uh, and excited to, to get those to you. So thank you so much for joining today. Until next time, uh, I'm Justin Myrick, and I want to encourage you all to stay connected to church, connected to each other, and most importantly, connected to the God we love and serve. God bless. <laughs>